Paris Denard is on with me, and Paris and I are privileged to serve on the same board uh, for the president, Black Voices for Trump, and Ter- Paris is uh, one of our leading activists in uh, this movement, and help me welcome him to the show for the first time, Paris Denard, Black Voices for Trump. Thank you so much for being there. Hey, Reverend, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you know, uh, Terrence is a, is a great guy, but I think I hopefully can live up to his tremendous platform and and talk to your audience today absolutely i know that you can i know that you will tell us now let's kick the conversation off uh by you telling us about your involvement uh with black voices for trump why would you make a move like that in america today being a black republican a black conservative and now hooking your wagon solidly to the trump campaign talk to us well, Reverend Brian, thank you for having me on the show, and, and, and for your audience, just a little background. I have uh, been in the Republican Party since I was 17 years old. I happen to be from Phoenix, Arizona, and, and um, I've held several positions. I worked in the George W. Bush White House for four years doing black outreach, amongst other things, and, uh, and now I'm privileged to be at the Republican National Committee as the a senior communication advisor for Black Media Affairs, and I am so tremendously honored to uh, serve with you on the Black Voices for Trump advisory board because, to me, uh, President Trump has shown himself to be one that is uh, worthy of the Black vote. He has shown himself to be someone who is serious about earning the Black vote, and he has shown himself to be someone who has kept his promises to the Black community from the campaign trail to the presidency and now during the re-election. And so, to me, uh, it was uh, a, a no-brainer, if you can use that expression, in terms of why I would hitch my wagon to uh, this person, both as a candidate, now as president, and then going into the re-election. When you look at the things that he said he was going to do for our community on the issues of criminal justice reform, education, uh, both uh, uh, school choice and parental choice, but also with uh, historical historically black college universities known as HBCUs, uh, as well as his uh, support for faith-based organizations and churches and religious freedom and liberty and being pro-life and supporting life uh, and championing life. And this from an economic and an entrepreneurial standpoint, um, championing black small businesses and and creating an economic environment so that our black entrepreneurs, over 2 million in this country, many of which are black women, uh, can thrive and survive and, 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 and do well and have a piece of the American dream. For me, uh, President Choices, President Trump is the black choice. And I hope that moving into this, this election in November, more of our uh, black American brothers and sisters can identify through him, through us, amplifying the message and, and having our voice uh, going into communities all across the country, especially in uh, where you are now. Well said, Paris Denard is my guest. Coming up at the end of the next hour will be Arthur Garden Chang. And I want us to, we're going to connect the dots here um, with Paris and with Gordon. And so I want you to stick around. Uh, Paris, there is an evolution that I think you and I, and along with this nation, uh, are witnessing. I don't know if everyone is aware of it, but are we going to see the fruit of our labor, your work, my work, uh, this 2020 election for president at the polls? Will black people, is there an awakening going on and is there a movement to stimulate that awakening? Talk to us more. 
Well, I think there's no doubt that there's an awakening. I just saw a Zodby poll that just went out that said 36% of uh, black Americans are approving of the job the president is doing as it relates to his handling of the coronavirus uh, with the task force. And I think that we've seen other polls, uh, Gallup polls and others that show the president, uh, his support uh, with the black community increasing uh, since that of two, uh, 2016. Uh, and so I think when you, when you look at the things that are being done um, that this president talks about from the campaign, but also the presidencies and promises made and promises kept. And so if, if you look at an objective a black American in the country today will say, I will take out all of the noise that I hear from the mainstream media about who they say Do Donald Trump is and who they and, and how they say I should look at and view Donald Trump and just look at it from an objective standpoint and say, okay, has he been a champion for HBCUs? And the answer is Yes. What are the facts? The facts are he has increased uh, funding and support for HBCUs by 14 percent uh, and just passed the uh, a major piece of le standalone legislation that really uh, gave millions of dollars to HBCUs and other minority serving institutions uh, uh, to, to make it available for them to have permanent funding for 10 years. Uh, and, and, and that's with the Future Act. Uh, the question is, has President Trump been a supporter of school choice uh, and parental choice and, and, and vouchers and, and letting parents choose where they want to go to school, where they want to send their children? The answer is yes. When you look at his unprecedented support, both for the Opportunity Scholarship Program, both in D.C. and the other things that the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, is doing, the president has shown himself to be a champion for school choice for parents. If the question is, has the president uh, led in, no, in, in, in tremendous ways on criminal justice reform to make it so that people who have paid their they paid their debt to society that were nonviolent, that were in, in prison uh, for, for, many re for many years and, 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 and been able to get out early, also be able to receive the training and education that they need inside of prison to get out and be productive citizens? The, the answer to that is yes, because we saw him sign the, the First Step Act and now working on the Second uh, Chance Act. And so he wants to do more. 3,000 uh, uh, Americans went home last year for Christmas, and many of them were African-American. And we saw uh, Alice Johnson's ad on the Super Bowl. It was her voice her experience, her story, talking about how criminal justice reform has impacted her life, and she was thanking President Trump. Mil tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people saw that ad. And so across the board, you can ask, even from an economic standpoint, has black unemployment gone down? Have we, have, have we seen the gap uh, close when it comes to uh, uh, black and white wealth, and the poverty levels, and, and, and the numbers of blacks on food stamps, and just people on food stamps outside of the black community has it gone down are more people working the answer is yes and then when we get into this COVID 19 pandemic this war that we're fighting right now has the president stepped up to the plate and said i want to make sure that the black community is impacted favorably by receiving certain benefits and certain and having access to certain opportunities so that we can lessen the blow from COVID-19? And the answer to that is yes. Seen through uh, HUD saying if you have a mortgage, uh, you will not have 
uh, you won't be evicted uh, for, uh, to the end of April. And they'll probably uh, extend that out so that if you're a mortgage, you can't be evicted because of COVID-19 or foreclosed on. And when it comes to unemployment benefits, expanding that, uh, giving an additional $600 if you are, uh, for some reason, let go from your job. And then with the Paycheck Protection Program, allowing you to apply for that if you're a small business owner, uh, which we know 2 million black Americans are, and then that will allow you to stay on the payroll for eight weeks or pay uh, your employees or, or pay for utilities and rent. Uh, and that extends to churches and faith-based organizations and charities. And then when it comes to even accessing the treatment for COVID-19 and getting the testing, that if you have insurance or if you don't have insurance, that's going to be covered by the federal government. So there's no reason for us and as a community to not get the treatment and the help and the, and the access that we need during this crisis. So across the board, Reverend Bryant, we've seen President Trump step up to the plate and truly be a champion for our community. And I think that's what you're going to be able to see moving into November is that time and time again, there's not anecdotal evidence, but there's factual evidence showing that President Trump has been a champion for our wow. community. Wow, Paris, that was an education. And folks, that's exactly what is necessary now, a re-education on where we are, particularly in the black community uh, and uh, in our political views. Paris, uh, when we talk about this, and I want you to stay with me if you possibly can uh, through the sure. break. only have about uh, three minutes left in, in this segment. But I want to start our conversation to carry over into uh, the next segment uh, with this. Uh, have we taught, and, and this is a discussion that many times, folks, you won't hear anywhere else, and that's why uh, you've made this show as popular as it is, because you hear this type of honest discussion here on the C.L. Bryant Show over Red State, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to. Paris Denard is my special guest, my colleague, Black Voices for Trump communication director, black outreach there in with the White House, Donald John Trump, president of the United States. My honor to have him on uh, with me. Paris, the question that I have for you is this one. Have we maybe inadvert have we maybe inadvertently taught the Democrat Party how they should treat us? And have we accepted that type of treatment of um, being ignored, lied to, as um, a normal political behavior? And is the president, Donald John Trump, breaking that stranglehold? And you've outlined so many things in, in what you uh, talked to us about um, just uh, in, in the last uh, few minutes. Is this president the... Um, right president to break that stranglehold because of his straightforward talk mm -hmm. and demeanor uh start 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 your answer on this there's a lot there's a lot of meat on that but well you know what paris we only have a minute 30 left hold your thought hold your thought I, because i want sure. you to i want you to have a complete thought on that we're on with paris denard black voices for trump this is the cl bryant show and uh, we're going to return with him after the break but this is what i want all of you to 
um, uh, marinade on while we um, uh, head toward this break and the end of the first hour here. And if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. But marinade on this, um, you know, I, I believe this, and I say this around the country when I when I travel, and that's I'm gonna hopefully we can travel again here soon. Uh, as I travel, I tell people we teach folks how to treat you. You you teach people how to how to treat you, and I believe and and Paris Denard is going to uh, take on this question when we return. I believe that we as black people taught the Democrat Party how to treat us how to lie to us and how not to fulfill any promises to us uh, and how to hurt us. And I believe that this president, the one who says, what do you have to lose is breaking that Paris Denard will return with me after these brief words. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And um, I got to tell you something, folks, something from sea to shining sea, our nation is blessed by God. It's the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. That's right. I'm talking about America. Hey, Times Square is a ghost town, but if you happen to be driving through and don't let the windows down, no, you just never know what may happen. But just, we're going to get through this, folks. There's no doubt about it. We're going to get through it. But look up above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not as you're traveling through Times Square and you will see the Red State talk billboard there above Ripley's and every hour, 24 hours a day this C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on the billboard. No C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation and today we're building that bridge laying his plank in the building is Paris Denard, my colleague at Black Voices for Trump and he is Lyndon lending his expertise, his talent, his articulation to the communications of uh, re-electing our president for 
in the United States' highest office. Paris, when I left you, I was talking to you, asking you this question. Is it possible that um, we black people, we folks, and full disclosure, folks, Paris and I are both black men in America who happen to be conservative and happen to be vote Republican. That That's what, what, what it is. And so this is a discussion that's coming from two black men. Let that be known. And this is a question that two black men are in, in, embarking upon. Is it possible that this president uh, is the exact right president to change the hearts and minds? Is it possible that he's the president who speaks the language that black people need to hear? And is his personality, yeah, I know I like it, a plus for black people? And have Democrats lied to them over a period of time? Uh, talk to us about that, Paris. Well, Reverend, I will tell you that I don't know if, if we've taught the Democrats uh, as, a, as a group of people how to treat us, but I think we've certainly accepted it. I think we've accepted for many years uh, of having our vote taken for granted. I think we've accepted, uh, at least for eight years, having a president in office uh, who looked like us but really didn't do a lot for us and never really held him fully accountable for his actions. There's, it's inexcusable, in my opinion, for uh uh, President uh, President Obama to have cut HBCU funding in his first budget. It, to me, it's unacceptable for him to never address the 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 uh, uh, HBCU uh, co- White House conference for eight years. To me, it's unacceptable for him to do many of the things that he did as in terms of uh, addressing the needs of other communities, other groups. Uh, uh, but not really focusing on the black community the way I think that he could have and should have, especially in the second term. And I think that when you look at uh, how somebody treats you, be it of a friendship, a relationship, uh, a, a, an employer, uh, it's because we allow things to happen. And so for many years, we've allowed the Democrat Party to take advantage of our vote, get the vote without really having to do much to earn it. Uh, just show up a month or two at our church and we'll 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 sing hallelujah and we'll give them the vote. Uh, we will uh, allow them to then get in office and then forget about us and ignore us. Uh, if crisis hits, they don't they don't look after us in terms of how they should. If if we gave if I gave you, Reverend Bryant, uh, ninety eight thousand dollars. If you if you said, Paris, I'm in need. Uh, can you bless me? I need a, I have a hundred thousand dollar need. And I say, fine, I'll give you ninety eight thousand dollars of that. And you say, thank you. And then when I need you, you say, uh, it, it, it's OK. I'll, I would come back and say, I gave you ninety eight thousand of a hundred thousand that you asked for. That's essentially what we've done for the, what the black vote has done with Democrats. We gave President Obama Democrats ninety eight percent of our vote <laughs> and. In return, we got little to nothing. And so I think what President Trump, the opportunity with him is not only is he earning the vote and actively going out and never stopped trying to get the vote from 2016 when the time he said, what do you have to lose? Through all of his time in the White House, he's policy after policy, legislation after legislation, rule change after rule change have been benefiting us. And so he is now saying not to the black community, not only do I want your vote, but let me show you what, during the campaign what I want to do. Now when I become president, let me live up to it and actually do what I said. Let me be a man of my word and keep my promise to you and do things above and beyond what I didn't even say I was going to do to help the community. And now let me give you a, a chance 
to vote for other people. He is expending his political capital on other uh, people like John James in Michigan and other um, candidates that, that have come up that he's endorsed that be having black conservatives. This is unprecedented for a black for a Republican to do this. Right. To put his political capital for black conservatives across this country who are running for, for office. You're for, absolutely for right. State office and congressional offices. So, yes, I think President Trump is the man of the hour. Let me um, say this um, or ask you this too, Paris, because uh, I am, uh, am it was highly influenced and attended an HBCU, uh, the venerable once venerable uh, Bishop College um, uh, in, in Dallas, Texas. And mm-hmm. I saw it deteriorate, and I saw many alumni um, who just didn't pay attention and sometimes misuse uh, some things that uh, should not have been misused. The accountability for the funds that uh, go into colleges, period, and HBCUs. Uh, talk to us then about uh, the oversight of that type of money. I, I think one of what Obama wanted to allude it to when he cut the budget was the sloth and the mismanagement. Talk to us about the oversight of those types of funds. Well, I think that um, like, like any type of, of government funding, there has to be some type of accountability and responsibility. And what I have seen uh, from the Trump administration is that they'd actually called on HBCU leaders to be more accountable of these funds and actually hold them to it. And they've been receptive to it. They understand. They're like governors of their own state. They understand when you receive money from the from the American taxpayer that you have to be good stewards of it. And for the first time, <laughs> you've had a White House that says, you know, and a Department of Education that says, we want to, to, to have uh, some, 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 uh, accountability and responsibility when it comes to these resources and hold you accountable for it. And and for the most part, these HBCUs have said, yes, we agree. We want it. Uh, we want to work with you. And and I think that that's important. When you look at the, 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 the impact of what these HBCUs are doing, uh, you, you've seen a, a, a lot of the ones that need the help. They've been able to find different ways of, of receiving resources. So it's not just asking for, you know, federal appropriation. It's it's saying, all right, can we have a, a, a level the playing field in terms of creating more opportunities and exposure for us to have access to research grants? Let us work for the research grant and, and have a return on the investment, meaning let us produce like these other schools are able to produce when it comes to the STEM side, the STEM fields. You know, they want to have access to these grants to, 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 to do that. So I think because of the president's exposure of HBCUs and, and support of HBCUs and the accountability that he's placed on HBCUs, uh, you've seen a lot more attention to them. And that has helped them increase revenue, uh, not only increase revenue through enrollment. You've yeah. seen an increase in enrollment. And some people say it's because they're scared, you know, yeah. black students are scared of white America. No, I think it's because you had a president who has been championing HBCUs since day one. This is going back to February of 2017 when he was championing HBCUs. And when this is the first president in the history of our nation to to promote HBCUs on foreign soil, like he did in Davos, Switzerland, when he talked about how proud he was of signing the Future Act. And so we have a president who gets it. 
I, he did it. You know, Paris, I only have about about three minutes left with you. Yeah. And I, I can't let you go without telling folks uh, how to get in touch with you if they want you to come and share uh, the fine points that you have shared with us here uh, to this broad audience uh, across the, the nation and throughout the globe, actually, uh, here today. Uh, tell us how to get in touch with you and um, Legacy, uh, uh, Paris, tell us about Legacy when it's all said and done and Paris Denard hangs up his boots and sits on the porch and rocks and looks off into the sunset. Uh, what do you want us to remember about what you did? Talk to us. Well, you can find me at uh, Paris Denard, P-A-R-I-S-D-E-N-N-A-R-D, uh, ParisDenard.com online. And you can follow me on Twitter at Paris Denard uh, to, to get a hold of me because I know we're going to beat this coronavirus. And there'll be a time when I can hopefully come and see everyone in person uh, and, and talk to you directly. And, I, and, and until then, we can do it all, all online and digitally and through radio programs like yours, uh, Reverend Brian. But in addition to that, I want people to know that um, in terms of my legacy, I want my legacy, I want my works to speak for me. My grandfather, who was my hero, Walter John Richard Denard, the chairman of the Deacon Board, worked for Sears Roebuck and Company for 30 years and then retired to open up his own small business called Denard Service and Repair. And I used to work alongside with him. Uh, and, and he told me, because all you have is your good name. When you shake somebody in the hand, shake them, shake their hand and look them in the eye, you mean what you say and say what you mean. And you only have your good name and, and make the Denard name proud. And I hope that my legacy will be that for my people, for the community, that they will say Paris Denard fought for us and tried to make opportunities happen for us on the Republican side. My grandfather told me, he said, Paris, he was a Democrat. He said, Paris, I don't like your party. I don't like your president at the time. He said, but I love you and I love you in the party. Keep fighting for us in the party. And that I hope my legacy is that Paris was a true champion and fighter for the black community and made ways and made impact and created opportunities to grow and expand uh, the, 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 the black community in a positive way, economically, spiritually, and, and politically, uh, because of his advocacy work. Uh, with the GOP and with President Trump. Well said and well done, man. Continue to fight the good fight. I certainly uh, know that you will because you are Paris Denard fighting the good fight. I'll see you on the trail again. God bless you and keep you. And thank you. Thank you so much for being on with me. Talk to you soon, man. 